Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Brian Dowling and Arthur Grulian have joined us and they're in here for a little while to have a chat about lots of things. The first question in for you, Brian, is can you ask Brian for the name of his eye drops, please? I find it really hard <laughs> to find ones that work for red eyes. Well, let me tell you, these are actually, I think they're called red eye, okay. but I got them in America. And I bulk buy them. Oh, because smart. they're a whole lot stronger. Yeah, and a whole lot cheaper. I'd say. Yeah, but God knows what I'll be. I'll probably able to see in a few years because <laughs> they say don't overuse them. I use the. I, you, when I'm doing stuff like this, they're really good. When I used to fly when I was at Ryanair for four years. I used to use the coloured ones. Oh yes, but the turn your eyes. How bad is that? That can't be good for you. I think they're called no. Red Eye. I got them in the states. They're great. Okay, there you go, um, lads. Let's talk about the documentary because a lot of texts in already about that, and people are dying to see this. So this is Brian and Arthur's very modern family. Yeah. It's on tonight yeah. on RT1. So, like, the documentary to me seems like it's a very natural way for you guys to continue telling this incredible story that you have to tell. Would I be right in that? Absolutely. This is why actually we chose, because people are asking why you start doing the documentary. We want to tell our story, Brian and Arthur's story, the mm. journey that we chose. Because I said to everybody, I want to adopt before. I wasn't really paying attention to surrogacy journey at the time. Because, you know, from where I'm coming from, Adoption was number one to me. Okay. Help other kids, yes. you know, build a family. I even keep joking. I said, I'd rather actually have a family, have kids than marry Brian. So I, kids <laughs> I'm was still always... still not over it. <laughs> you can claim. see I'm seething. <laughs> but I did say that. But then, obviously, adoption didn't work. And when we started this journey, me and Brian were clueless about surrogacy. Yeah. The only thing I knew about surrogacy is my friend went to America, paid $160,000, and then come back home with a kid. Okay. That's what I used to do. So that's why when we decided to go through this journey and then miracle happened, you know, with Aoife, we had to sit down and like, where are we starting? Right. What's happening? And when we start doing the documentary, we are very transparent. Everything we do, we go 100% or nothing. And so when Orti approached us to do the documentary, we said, we're literally going to tell you everything because I wanted people to be inspired and help them. But also representation is so important. Like, you're showing... On RT one, let's face it, like this is half nine on RT one. With a smile in his face, you see that. No, but, but but that's so important that people see an LGBTQ plus family. I thought you said elderly. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you're right about representation and also, you know, people being able to see us. But I also think as two gay men, having a family was always going to be tricky. Of course. And I think we've shared everything else in our lives so far why not share this mm. and the fact it's so unique with my sister Aoife who Let's was talk about for a second because I mean again when people think of surrogacy I like you Arthur I, I don't know yeah. very much about that at yeah. all so I'm actually dying to watch the documentary from that point of view to learn about the process but at what point did it become clear to you guys that Aoife was A, was an option, and B, that she wanted to do this. She'd always said it. I'm from a big family. My sisters and friends had always joked over the years. But it's like, as the years went by and we were getting serious and then we got married, people started to go, I'm a little older, I'm getting married, I'm having a family. But from like 2015, Aoife was one of our bridesmaids. She was quite adamant she wanted to do it. We we didn't take her seriously. No, She's only 33 now. And we're like, yeah, of course, Aoife. Yeah, (laughs) after a few glasses, a few porn star martinis. Yeah, because also we didn't know that a family member can help us. So we didn't take seriously because... 
we didn't think it's possible. Yeah. And then, really, to January 2021, is this walk we went on. <laughs> Sounds a bit dodgy, the walk. Like, I went on this walk with her around where we live in Stratford. We just moved into our new house. And she said, I really want to do it. She said she was going to go and see a therapist for advice. She had, you know, convinced herself this is the right thing for her. She'd been following people on social media. She had watched a documentary on surrogacy. She was actually more up to date with the vocabulary and the wording than actually I was. I was really unaware of, you know, egg donation and us giving a sample and doing all of that. And then it really escalated in that conversation in January to really April around Easter, starting that, everyone getting checked, going on hormones to having the embryo transfer on the 19th of December 2021. But during that space of time, it was very emotional. We weren't reaching what we should have reached. We'd book flights trying to go for the embryo transfer and we'd lost some embryos during that, which is very, very emotional, very emotional. And that's when it became very real for me Mm. that I thought, wow, these are our children. Like, this is serious. So serious. And then I did question the documentary when the crew would leave. It was at home. And when you're at home, you feel comfortable. Yeah. So then you're probably Your giving you're yeah. giving away more. And afterwards, I would say to Arthur, I think I shouldn't have said that. I think I shouldn't have said that. Or maybe I, I'm too vulnerable. And that's why when we watched the show, we had to watch it not being ourselves. I know that doesn't make sense. No, but, but you have to watch it as a viewer. As a viewer and not go, oh, I don't want people to see me cry. Or oh, I don't want people to hear me say that. But then we couldn't be concerned about that because we want to be honest yeah, and transparent. Do you know what I mean? I know that sounds no, it, that like I'm contradicting myself. No, 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 it does. It makes sense because you're... If if you're not transparent and if you're not vulnerable in those situations, then I guess the point of the documentary is going to be a little bit lost. Totally. Like, yeah. you're, you're showing, this is a journey. Yeah. And a difficult journey. Yeah. So emotional. Yeah. And also for Aoife, Aoife doesn't work in television. She works in the ho- uh, hotel industry. And for her to sit on the Late Late Show, because the, document, the documentary's taped. Sure. Yeah. You're in your home. Yeah. Hair and makeup, you look great, you're in a gorgeous dress. Aoife Savage, our producer director, say that again, do that again, yeah, all good together. The Late Late Show is live, live. like 16 or 18 minutes there, you know, and you're kind of putting yourself up to be judged in a sense. And for her to go out there, sit beside Ryan and have that conversation and to be so eloquent, yes. I think proves the kind of person she is. No one's heard from Aoife. No one really knows Aoife's story. And they heard on the Late Late and they'll hear it tonight on the documentary and see her go through the pregnancy. I was impressed in the way that uh, you mentioned there when you went on the walk that she had already talked straight away about the kind of therapy side of things yes. that like oh, to prepare herself is so important because she knew we will ask that question because mm. I remember when they came back from that walk like you know it was January that, walk. Was, that, that, that <laughs> walk that magical walk and they said to me like we're having a baby. And I went, what? And I laughed. Obviously, you don't take seriously. Well, listen, if a brother, like, if you're a brother, says, sister, having a sister, baby, having a sister, baby I'm like, what? First of all. First of all. And then I was like, you're joking, right? And I know we're serious. We spoke. They were actually gone for two hours. And then we make a cup of tea, biscuit in the darkness. We even put the lights on. We start talking. And we, all three of us start crying. Yeah. But I don't know what I was crying about. I was like, oh my God, it's real. Okay, that's the thing. You see, surreal. Glad you said that, Dave, because that's what it felt like. It felt like this is something really major, a journey we're going to go on. And like during all of this time, even to, you were talked about Aoife being on hormones and the fact that, you know, her body, and she did all of this for us. And pregnancy is so difficult. And there are no guarantees. It's going to be a healthy pregnancy, a healthy baby. And Aoife was just so in this. And her and Blake have such a great relationship. And by the way, Blake coming out and stealing the show on the late, late was (laughs) a fabulous CV moment. I would allow it. I would allow it. She cried. She cried. And I thought, because we're bringing her on as a surprise. But we're bringing her on as a surprise. I thought she's doing the surprise by crying. (laughs) 
And then when she cried the second time, I had to say, Oh, it was beautiful. I said, I'm so sorry. And I think I said, like, Daddy is here. Daddy loves you or something. And I said to Ryan, I'm sorry. I have to go and get my daughter. But there's a priority. And that's, that's being a dad. Yeah. Like, that's yes. so once we heard hard. it, I was like, oh, was, what are you doing? And then my sister Tara's pregnant with her second baby. Yes. She uh, brought Blake out. And there was, Tara said there was a gentleman behind stage. He was obviously trying to be nice. But he kept gooing and gaying and it kept making her worse. <laughs> yeah. And Tara wanted to say, will you seriously go away? We're about to go on live telly. But, but she was being polite. But it's so weird. I knew as soon as she comes to us, she will stop crying. crying. Yeah. It's so weird. I knew. I knew. I said that. I think when she's going to come here, she's going to stop crying. And boom, she stopped crying. I think she's your daughter. I like, know. She knows oh my God, where she is. so good. Yeah. But also with surrogacy, what I was saying to you, it's so amazing, the journey. Because when you have a surrogate, you know, you never see them, really. You yeah, see in the beginning, course. middle, yeah. end. But we spent nine months together, the three musketeers, and we grew together amazingly. That is such a privileged was, way yeah, to do it. And then, we so and then now, you, when, when Blake is here, you... You have those nine months that are so often not part of your so story. True. Of course. So true. That's and all phenomenal. the scans, doctor's appointments, Aoife's yes. cravings, obsessed with McDonald's chips. Yeah. <laughs> with loads of salt. Like we'd be out shopping. She's like, you have to go and get me some chips. You need to sit down. <laughs> Sounds like me out shopping with my missus. That was all you throw at McDonald's here. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.